Welcome to Together Apart. If you and your significant other spend a lot of time apart due to traveling or demanding schedule, this is the show for you. Dr. Christina Real is a psychologist whose husband works out of state half the year. She brings her personal experience and expertise in dealing with that reality to this show. She and her guests give you practical tools and solutions so you can navigate the unique challenges of sticking together while you're apart. Now, here's Together Apart, hosted by Dr. Christina. Welcome back to Together Apart. I hope you all are staying safe and healthy during this difficult time. I'm really excited to bring you all a new episode. I'm thrilled to feature my longtime friend, the insanely talented actor, Jared Zerilli. Jared originated the role of Bruce Sedano, Donna Summer's husband, in the Broadway musical Summer. He has performed in the touring companies for We Will Rock You and Wicked, and in the incredible off-Broadway productions of A Few Good Men and Romance Language. You can also find him guest starring on TV shows such as Blue Bloods and Law and & Order. With the demanding schedules and the constant flexibility needed in a two-actor family, Jared discusses his relationship with his beautiful and talented wife, Whitney Basher. She will be performing in the upcoming Michael Jackson musical on Broadway. Jared talks about how they navigate their relationship as well as their adventures in parenting their adorable two-year-old daughter, Luna. Please visit jaredzerilli.com to learn more about Jared and the incredible professional one-on-one coaching he is doing with actors. Tune in to his Instagram, at Jared Zerilli, for big smiles as he embarks on his Pond Pals series with his adorable and hysterical daughter. Hey, Jared. Welcome to the show. Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on your show. This is so cool. So Jared and I have known each other for quite some time. I think it goes 25 years yeah, there's video proof. You've shown it to me. It, was, it, it made me stop breathing for a few seconds because I forgot I was ever that young and fat until I saw myself in your videos. <laughs> I recently shared with Jared these videos that we we had taken when uh, we were we performers doing a self-written script in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, really, really impressive. Or, doing original works. Oh, wrote. yes. <laughs> Elementary school. Um, but the idea to have Jared on this show was born from a conversation that we had on the stage of the Donna Summer musical, during which he was one of the original cast members. And we talked about your relationship with your wife mm-hmm. and how you guys were working these opposite schedules. Your wife is an actor as well and a a wonderful actor. And you have a two-year-old beautiful daughter, Luna. Um, And we were talking about how you guys managed the early days of having a new baby and being two working Broadway actors. So tell us a little bit about sort of how you guys met and the trajectory of your relationship, because not only did you guys manage this sort of crazy schedule after you were married, but when you first met, you spent, what, a year and a half apart before you were able to move together? Yeah, right around a year for sure. It was, we met in the summer of 2013 on a job acting together, which is kind of crazy because I've met God knows how many actresses and you maybe (laughs) date a few, but a lot of them are hot messes and then I finally meet one who's like normal and incredible and a real person while being incredibly talented. And so 
it didn't take me long to realize that I had to lock that down. But what was crazy <laughs> was we met, we hit it off. We totally knew there was something there. She knew she had a Broadway show coming up in New York. And that would have been fantastic, except for the fact that I knew I was about to go on a national tour for a year. I was about to go on the national tour of We Will Rock You, the Queen musical. And oh, I was super excited about it. It was a huge opportunity for me at the time. It was my first time getting to be a leading role on a tour. I had only previously done the Wicked tour, but was in the ensemble and understudied. And this was going to be a big, awesome role on a tour. Robert De Niro was producing the tour. They were there were all these, there was all this excitement around it. That's um, huge. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And, and so we were sitting together and I was thinking out loud, I'm like, should we kind of wait? And when I get back, we'll, we'll, we'll try and see what's there. And we were thinking about it and just neither of us wanted to take that chance of, of losing what we knew we had discovered in each other. It was just so, it was such an intense connection. And Again, like nothing I had experienced meeting another actor in my business. And we said, let's go for it. And I knew what my schedule was for the tour at that time. I knew what cities we were going to be in and for how long we'd be in each city. So we started buying plane tickets. Oh, wow. So that I believe we successfully made it so that never two or three weeks, three weeks tops went by without us being together. So we truly invested in our relationship early on before we even knew it was a a real thing because it was so early on, but we just had such a strong feeling about it and wanted to nurture it and wanted to go for it that we invested in it. So all around the country, either I would fly to her in between cities or she would fly to me in different cities and we'd see each other at least every two or three weeks. You, you guys really put your time and invested in that relationship. And it's so early on that that's oh, yeah. awesome. What did yeah. you guys do in between there to keep things, you know, moving forward, especially so yeah. early in your relationship? Yeah. Well, you know, thank God for, um, for FaceTime. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was every night. It was every night we would FaceTime either every night or every day. Depending, I guess it would usually be daytimes because I get home pretty late from my show. Um, and we would each have free time during the day. And, and it was exciting, too, because I also I also was able to fly back for her opening on Broadway in her first big Broadway show. It was so exciting to be oh, there for, wow. her for that. And she came to my opening of the tour in Pittsburgh, which was so exciting. Um, Robert De Niro was there and like just all this awesome stuff. And so it was crazy, but it was hectic and it was exciting. It was totally kind of a cool way. I can't imagine it any other way now in a weird way, because that was our story. We yeah. got to be in all these different cities together, eating in different places, going to different, you know, not tourist things, but just discovering different cities together. And and that was pretty special for a new relationship. So that was that was part of our story. So you guys, obviously, it went well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, luckily, yes. Because we're here Investment today. Investment paid dividends. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, you got you got that return. So you get married and you have a beautiful little girl. And yeah. now you are two working Broadway actors. So now let us into a little bit of what it looks like to be a working Broadway actor, because it's something that before our conversation, I had never sort of considered as far as what yeah. it actually looks like to do that. Yeah, um, it's an insane, it's insane, like fun house of a life. 
and I guess we get used to it in a way because we've been doing it for so long. But at first, and when we explain to new people, it's absolute insanity because it is the opposite. <laughs> we refer to all of you people as civilians, people with normal hours, normal jobs, <laughs> weekends off, vacation included, like all the opposite sorts of things from what we have. But if we are indeed working in a Broadway show, the schedule is typically, you know, when you start, you're rehearsing every day, I guess, between 10 and 6, six days a week. Rehearsing, rehearsing, getting the show together, adding the lights, the sound, the band, getting everything ready for that big opening night. That usually goes for about a month to a month and a half. And then once you open, the schedule completely changes. Now there's no more daytime rehearsal unless you're in the ensemble and understudying. But her and I both are not doing that currently. So I'll speak to the terms of us playing a role on Broadway, which is where once you open, you no longer rehearse during the day. And so your days are completely yours. You don't have to be at work until... Really, it's called half hour call. If your show starts at 8 o'clock p.m., half hour call is at 7.30 p.m. Girls typically get there earlier because they have more stuff they need to do to get ready as far as hair and makeup that guys don't have to do. We're lucky in that way. Um, it kind of I was going to say the life. life. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's, it's the same as when you normally will get ready to go out. The girl always usually will take longer than the guy unless he's a very manicured man. Otherwise, yeah. it is... <laughs> The girl takes more time. Same thing with the show. You do your show, you're done. You go home. You um, And that's the schedule on Tuesday, on Thursday, and on Friday. A Wednesday will be two shows, which means that you get there a half hour before the matinee, say at 1.30. You do the matinee until about 4.30, 5 o'clock. You have an hour or two for dinner break, and then you have your half hour call for the 8 o'clock show. That's a pretty long day, and that happens twice a week, usually Wednesday and Saturday. And then Sunday is usually just one show. That was at least my schedule. It was a matinee. So then I'm done at 5 o'clock on Sunday, and I don't have to be back at work until Tuesday, because Monday is the day off. I don't Mm -hmm. have to be back at work until Tuesday evening. Wow. So that's a pretty nice stretch going from... Yeah. That's the schedule for when you're working on Broadway. The crazy, crazy thing is all the in-between, because I would love to say that our normal is working as a lead in a Broadway show, but it's just, it's the it's the hardest position to get in our business. And so we, Whitney and I, do everything. We work regionally, we work off-Broadway, we work in tours, we work in, in television, we, we do everything. And so it's always revolving. And because of that, and because of timing, when I was in my Broadway show, she was at home with our baby she, she by the way Broadway. is brilliant i know she's she's, she's absolutely incredible <laughs> her voice her voice in our business is regarded as absolutely one of the best which is brilliant yeah. oh my gosh incredible um, so she was home with luna yeah she was home with luna while i was doing donna summer and and then while i was still doing donna summer she said i think i want to get back to work i miss doing shows and so she, because she's so good, very quickly landed an off-Broadway job. And then that's when, as you said, those bus handoffs, that's when it was the craziness kind of started because she would have rehearsal during the day. I'd be at home with Luna during the day. And then she'd come home and I'd go to my show, except because we lived in New Jersey <laughs> um, off the bus, it would sometimes be that if her rehearsal didn't end early enough that we wouldn't be able to successfully have her come home. She takes over with the baby and I head into work. There just wouldn't be enough time. So I would have to strap Luna on, (laughs) get on the bus, go into the city, meet Whitney at Port Authority, hand Luna off and Luna would just be a bus baby and take the bus back home. And of course she loved it. She's just looking around, all these people, totally exciting. She'd throw up on me on some of the bus rides (laughs) in because it was too bumpy. 
absolutely <laughs> mortifying experience for a new father. And we got used to that because you get used to anything and especially to actors. We're used to having to be flexible and, and make schedules work. So that's what we did. Sometimes we'd hire a sitter, but oftentimes that's what we would do because as actors, you're always trying to save money for the days when you don't have the Broadway job. Right. And so you're used to trying to be frugal and make it work yourself. And so what the crazy thing is, is that it's just ever shifting because that it was only that way for two months because then eventually my show closed and she was in an off-Broadway show. So I was at home with the baby. Some days I would have auditions. Whitney be home to watch the baby. Would we need to get a sitter? Some days Whitney brought the baby in and one of the interns of the theater company she was working for watched Luna in the office. Sometimes Whitney would bring the baby into the dressing room and the girls would watch her while Whitney was rehearsing. And so it becomes a crazy community where you just figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's just incredible that the inner workings of your lives, of so many people's lives, they demand so much flexibility. Yeah. And yeah. that can be such a challenge. Routine is so super comfortable. Oh, God, and. Yeah. And, and yeah, isn't it nice? <laughs> yep, I, I love it. And so it's, it's the hardest part. You get you get used to having to to figure it out. But what I would give to just have complete routine to know: drop her at this place, she's taken care of for that many hours, and then we pick her up. But that's just not our life. Um, yeah, and, so, and it's not the life of a lot of people who listen yeah. to this show. Well, yeah, that's nice to hear that it's you know it's not just actors because it's. It's crazy and it's constant scheduling. Thank God for like the, you know, the iPhone mutual calendar, the shared calendar thing that we're able to kind of enter our stuff in. And then if my stuff shows up on her phone and her stuff shows up on my phone, because then we also teach lessons. We coach, we go into the city to teach. Yeah. Rehearsals for concerts. It is constant juggling, seeing when we need a sitter, if we need a sitter, who's watching her when. So you rely on that calendar a lot. Beyond. It is one of the most helpful things. For Which us. one do you use? We just use the um, the Apple calendar that comes on the iPhone, but that it allows you to do a shared calendar with somebody. That So you yeah, guys, so- like in, you know, if you know your rehearsal schedule or you know your performances you're throwing that in the calendar and then as things show up you're 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 hitting them in so there's no surprises for either one of you as far as well, that's oh, it that's you it. know because what will often happen is you know i'll get an email out of nowhere saying hey can you do this show it pay or this one day thing it pays a hundred bucks these are the rehearsal hours and so then i can go to my calendar look and see oh okay i see whitney already scheduled the voice lesson then so do i want to do it should i ask her if she can move it or should i ask them if they can work around it it just it it makes it so much easier to schedule things because you already know if your partner has something going on as compared yeah. to just assuming there's nothing there. So there's nothing going on. No, no right. I know if there's something going on. So that is unbelievably helpful. And I put everything in. I put in if I have a, like, now I put in like if I have a FaceTime catch up at night with some friends, I put it in just so in case I forget to tell her, because God knows with a baby and with life, I'll forget right. sometimes. And so she's not surprised by it. If she was expecting to like, doing something together i'd schedule this time to catch up with a friend so she knows i'm doing that so you go a step further and not just doing your work commitments but actually putting in your social commitments when we, we had do. social commitments we totally do yes exactly we <laughs> which we don't have make, right now <laughs> yeah we don't have that now really but yeah if i was because we live in jersey so if you're going to meet a friend for coffee in the city that's a 
two or three hour thing because of the train right. ride in, the train ride back, all that. So yeah, a haircut in the city, meeting a friend for coffee. We put it in so that the other person knows and it's super helpful. It's so interesting to think about the the keys to making a relationship like this work and, and mm-hmm. making these intricacies flow. Being upfront and being super clear about your commitments and their commitments and working together. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't work together, you oh it would be you know, it would combust it just it's not possible you could, and you guys possible. have each other's back completely completely it's i oh my gosh and then there's like you know then there's the nature of our business where there's 98% rejection right which yes you get used to after over a decade in the business but it's never completely easy to be rejected most of the time that's a, an act any actor's life that's that's a right. famous actor's life that's a right. movie star actor's life and that's a lot of rejection that's a lot of doors closing and that's a lot of no's sure. and a lot of them you get used to it you move on to the next audition you just kind of dust yourself off and go to the next opportunity and see what's out there but then there are some that you either love the show, you think the part is perfect for you, it's a project you're dying to work on, and you can't help but get your hopes up. And then when that one doesn't happen, it hurts a little bit more. And then we are so there for each other in those moments, in moments of doubt, in moments when our confidence is faltering because of something. If we have a bad day at rehearsal, if we have a performance that we didn't feel great about. We are completely there for each other to pick each other up. And I am so grateful to her for that. And I I think I can assume she is for me too, because we just, we pick each other up when we really need it. Yeah. It's so key to have that supportive relationship where you are on each other's team every step of the way. And whether that means she's working and you're not, you're both working you know, it, it's about the ability to share that responsibility in the relationship. And now you have kids, some people don't, but, you know, it's sharing that responsibility in the relationship where, you know, you're both willing to have that give and take. You're both willing to take one for the team in order to make yeah. it work. And, yeah. you know, finding those creative ways to still stay connected, like, you know, taking Luna on that bus. I, I can imagine that that is actually some pretty phenomenal memories to just laugh about oh absolutely and, and then there's there's still there's still difficult very difficult ones that have come as a result of uh, the, the real life the nature of our business and what our business is able to pay in many respects my wife's show that just closed was an off-broadway uh musical called the unsinkable molly brown and mm. it was fantastic and they they had to close six weeks early, just a couple days after opening because of quarantine. Right. Um, which was so disappointing for her. And she's been with this show for seven years. Wow. Um, she she started it at the Denver, which wow. was their big New York production. It got shut down early. And I'd seen the show all these times in there. And she played the second female lead. Molly Brown was the lead. And she played Molly's best friend. And the second male lead was Whitney's romantic opposite in the show. And it was this Italian immigrant. And I would always think, that's so funny that I've never even auditioned for this part. Because usually, <laughs> as far as Italian roles in musicals go, I always You're a shoo-in. Because that's what I look like. <laughs> and so I've, I've cemented my position in this business enough to know, to know that if there's an Italian role in a musical, I'll at least guarantee an audition. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh, that's funny that I never went in for it, but I've never thought too much about it. And in January of this year, about two weeks before they started rehearsals, 
I ran into the book writer of that musical while I was bartending. And I'm catching oh, wow. up with him. And I had become pretty close with him after seeing their productions out of town. He became a fan of mine. He saw me in Donna Summer. He was always super sweet and supportive. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are starting rehearsals soon. That's so exciting. And he's like, I know. And he said, what are you doing this winter? And I said, uh, nothing yet. And he said, I want to see if I can get an offer for you to play opposite Whitney. And I said, oh, oh my gosh. I said, what about the guy who's doing the last production? And he said he had to drop out. Who knows why? And then the next day he texted me. He's like, hey, so I need you to come into audition just so everything can be fair and we give other actors a chance. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I would have loved an offer, but yes, I will come in an audition. <laughs> <laughs> and I go in and I audition. It goes great. And I get an offer to play opposite wow. my wife in this show for the first time oh in New York. Oh my gosh. And we are so excited. Whitney and I, we were just like screaming we were so excited and then we crunched the numbers of what we would have needed to cover the childcare for luna and because this was an off-broadway show where funds are much lower than broadway they were not able to even come close to what oh. we needed to cover childcare, and so i had to say no to oh, a yes. major job opportunity for a great role in new york playing opposite my wife because wow. of the financials of our situation, being a two-actor household, what we can afford to do, what we can't afford to do, and had to say no. And you guys have to work through that together. You know, oh, yeah. you guys... And it was hard. It was yeah, hard. So I can you, imagine. You know, it was, it was very hard. Um, but we, we made it through that together, and I was at her opening night cheering her on and barely even really thinking about the fact that I could have been up there. I was just so excited for her because she's been working on this show for so many years. Yeah, that 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 it got to pay off and, and happen in New York. But yeah, we had to we had to work through that together. And she would say, she's like, "Hey, are you okay, you know are you okay with me telling you about my day, or is it kind of yeah is the wound a little fresh, you know?" So we like had to communicate through that. And as time passed, it was totally much easier for me to hear about it. But at first, not as easy, you know. So sure, we, we navigated through that. Yeah, having to navigate that that could have caused a whole lot of resentment if oh, you yeah. guys didn't communicate through that. Yep. Exactly. It's um, it's another key part of of being a two actor household is is navigating when someone's working and when someone's not, and a particular case like that where you could have been working together. Sure. Now you you played a role in Florida right after Luna was born, right? Yes. Where, yes. where you went away for like six weeks, more than yes. that. Yep. Yep. Um, How that did that was... go for you guys? Because yeah, I was, that was a, I, I was a mom, you know, I'm a mom too. And yeah. when Matt first had to leave after Hudson was born, oh boy, that yeah. was a, that was a hard one. Yes, absolutely. Was, was your mom there? My mom was there, thankfully. Yes. Yeah. Well, that makes a big difference, right? It's like, yeah. um, this was, and actually Whitney had to leave earlier than I did, but hers was different because I would say Luna must have been seven or eight months old and Whitney had an opportunity to continue developing a lead in a show for two weeks in London. Oh, wow. And so our parents are awesome. She asked her mom. Her mom loves an adventure. And so they, her mom flew out with Whitney and the baby and I stayed home. Oh, my gosh. And so it was made e that was made easier knowing that Whitney's mom was there to take care of the baby and I was able to FaceTime them and... Luna had a total adventure. I miss them like crazy, but it was like total adventure for them. Totally fun. Just two weeks. It was crazy being away from them for that long at post Luna's birth. That was the longest I'd been away from them at that point. 
But again, FaceTime, it was totally manageable. Yeah. Um, Mine was tougher in a way, indeed, because it was six weeks. Luna was maybe 18 months old at the time. It was in Florida. It was six weeks. but, But Whitney knew that that was a year where... I hadn't done a lot since Donna Summer closed. There were not mm-hmm. many opportunities for me. Just when when there aren't a lot of roles written that right. you fit, that means you have a slower year. And that's another right. tough part of our business. It's not just like if you're a certain level of talent, you'll get so much work every year. It doesn't the math doesn't work like that. It depends on what's being written, you know. Yeah, you can only um, go for what's being, available. <laughs> exactly. What's being produced. And so it was a great opportunity after not much going on. So she knew how much artistically I really wanted to be doing it. And so she And this was Dracula, understood. right? Yes. This was this comedic version of Dracula. It was hilarious. It was a brand new kind of world premiere. And they had just given me a direct offer. Didn't even ask me to audition for it. It was, wow. it was a huge experience. Um, and so how did you guys decide to move forward with it, given that you knew that this was going to be a six-week thing? Yeah, yeah. well, what made it easier was we, we called her mom again. And, and her mom, her parents live in Arizona. So as compared to my mom, who when she's in New York, she'll come once a week. And when she's in Florida, she'll come a week a month kind of a thing, like one week per month. Right, right, right. Her yep. parents are in Arizona, so they'll frequently do big um, less frequent but much longer visits they'll come for six weeks at a time sure. kind of a thing oh wow and that's so, wonderful which is great yep and so in this case when we have a special need for them we'll say can we buy your plane ticket would you be able to come and if she, her mom is free she's so happy to do it to be with her grandbaby and so and her daughter so we asked her mom and she was totally game her mom came out for the entire time i was gone if that wasn't able to happen it would have made it much more difficult in fact we probably wouldn't have been able to afford it that's a huge mm-hmm. piece of it. The so you lean on support. Oh, yeah, completely. That's to allow something like that to happen for someone to go out of town for multiple weeks. We need to have a parent or someone here covering a bulk of the childcare that we would need while Whitney is rehearsing and doing stuff. Right. Okay. So, because Whitney was working during this time too. Yes. Michael Jackson. Yeah. That's during that lab, during, during some of the period of that, of that two-month lab that she had booked um, that you knew about when when I saw you. Um, Oh, yeah. So Jared and I, um, we were, Matt Matt and I vacationed uh, at Block Island with with Hudson this year. And I see, I see this guy walk past and, and I, I looked and I thought, that's a very distinctive haircut. I know that haircut. (laughs) And so I called out your name in the middle of Block Island and, and, I, and we had no, no idea each other was there. And that was just one of the funniest things. And that was the day that Whitney had gone back to New York to, to audition for Michael Jackson again. Yeah, there's craziness in our business. Before we even left for Block Island, she had already done the audition in person for Michael Jackson. They asked her to make a tape, so we made one here from home. Great. And then we went to Block Island, and they called, and they're like, hey, I have one more final callback. Can you come in? And she said, I'm on Block Island. I told you I was going to be on Block <laughs> Island for my vacation. We, we planned this for months. And they said, we need you to come. We'll pay for your ferry. We'll pay for everything. And you know what? As soon as they'll say we'll pay for it, that they really, really want yeah, to yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. If they want to pay for it. It means the desire level is high. Right. And so she hopped on a freaking ferry. And I was, like, <laughs> luckily, I was there with her parents. And so they were able to help with Luna and, and all that. And, and luckily, she got it. And so that's what she was doing while I was 
um, doing Dracula for a while. So her mom was there to totally pick up that slack. And that's what allowed it to happen. And from an emotional standpoint of making it work, you know, Whitney still kind of had to wake up, do the, do the waking up super early with Luna right. that I didn't have to be doing because I was away. But I wanted to to kind of really show some solidarity that I wasn't just like stepping out on parenting. And right. so I set in the, I, I could have very easily been sleeping till like, you know, nine or 10 in the morning and treating it like a work vacation. And I made sure to set an alarm for 7 a.m., which is when Luna would wake up most days and sit uh-huh. with them while she was having coffee and having breakfast with Luna. So she didn't feel like she was parenting by herself and FaceTime with them during that really early part of the morning that Whitney was parenting. What a small but extremely significant thing you did. Well, it was, it just, it made the most sense to me. It just, it, it seemed natural as a way to, to, to be with her during one of the most challenging parts of parenting, which is having to wake up early. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and turn your energy on super early to keep up with a, a small child. So it just, it made the most sense to me. It was a very easy, small gesture to do considering where I was. But it took a lot of thought to do it. You know, right. and, and I think that that's the one of the key things that I try to drive home when it comes to making recommendations for couples is the gesture doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have no, to no, be no, like, yeah. you know, I'm going to send three dozen roses, you know. It's... Right. In fact, yeah, the other thing I did was I know our favorite coffee spot near the rehearsal studios in Midtown. And so, and I know that she would go there every day during the lunch break. So I arranged for there to be, you know, a, a gift card waiting there for her one of the days she went. For oh. me as like a thank you for for everything she was doing. Some little things like that mean a lot to us. Yeah, it's and and it's so it's so important to be thoughtful. And and yeah. when I talk to couples about this idea of doing small things that make great impact, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's right. thinking about your partner, knowing your partner well enough to know what would make them say, "Huh." Yeah. And and stop. You just done that. And that's yeah such a wonderful thing. I want to thank you so much for the amount of time you have given me this morning and given our listeners. Jared is doing some wonderful things with one-on-one actor coaching. So tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing during this great period of quarantine. Yes. Well, I have a a business where I Skype or FaceTime or now I'm on Zoom. I'm very with it with the Zoom. So now I Zoom. Oh, you've jumped on board. Totally jumped on board, one-on-one coaching with actors. This is college preparation for if they really want to pursue a career in the arts. We prepare their college auditions, but I also have Broadway audition packets that I'll give my students and we'll work on and we'll work on their audition technique. They'll perform songs for me or monologues or scenes, and I give them professional feedback to, to better their technique as actors. And my students are really loving it during this time because it's giving them something artistic and creative to focus on while they're quarantined at home. And I can really tell how grateful they are for it. Their parents will email me and say, my child is just looking forward to these sessions every week because it's giving them something fun to work on. And so it's really nice to be able to give that to these students. And so I'm always looking to grow that business and and find new students to work with. Wonderful. Where can we find you? Yes, uh, my website has all that information and a link to it from my Instagram as well. But my Instagram is at Jared Zerilli and my website is jaredzerilli.com. And all the information is there. And, you know, the website has all my career stuff. If anyone's curious about, you know, the on-camera and the Broadway stuff, it's all there. 
Wonderful. Um, and I am going to link and tag Jared and everything. So if anybody wants to find all of that information, you will be able to do it very easily from the podcast or the or the website. So Jared, thank you for giving me your time and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Christina. Jared brought up some key points about how he and his wife make everything work in a two-actor family. Flexibility, communication, and thoughtfulness. Those are the three key things that if you continually work on in your relationship can really give you strong return on your investment. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Together Apart. As always, like and share as much as you can, and I look forward to bringing you more episodes in the near future. Head over to Instagram and like at Dr. Real, D-R-R-E-I-H-L, and head over to the website, drreal.com. Thank you for tuning in to Together Apart with Dr. Christina. For more resources and information, head over to drreal.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us next time for another episode of Together Apart.